You want to hit me some more in the bedroom? Hello and welcome to episode number 68. Is it of unrelenting now, man? I, these numbers, they keep going up. I don't know how, though. It is uh, in May. Wow. We keep skipping time to May 12th, 2023. Yeah. Where has the time gone, Gene? Well, I think you, you keep taking days off to fix yourself. I You fixed yourself the last week. I was traveling. That was fixing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had any more issues. So I'm like knocking on wood and all of this because. Well, it's I, better to knock on wood than heaven's door. I know. I mean, that's it. It's, it. I guess heaven's door is probably made out of a nice ornate wood. The one really? th- that I knew I was having issues with. Sure mm-hmm. enough, I went for my just normal dental cleaning and x-rays because mm-hmm. I had never done a full set of x-rays mm. with this dentist. And sure enough, the tooth that the other chick dentist did is once again getting infected so i need a root canal redo on that tooth that just had the root canal it out dude it's not worth the money just yank it out <laughs> yank it out nice yeah. and easy we yeah can, we can go the adam curry route just get all new I teeth can, well that's excessive but it's really not a big deal to pull a tooth you can do it yourself it's oh sure sure it is a molar though so i mean there's that yeah those are the easiest the easiest just do it just get a uh Tom Hanks did it himself with an ice skate. Well, Tom Hanks is at a whole different level mm-hmm. than we are. This is just the Seinfeld of podcasting. That's right. Tom Hanks probably doesn't need dental insurance because he has a billion dollars. Well, that was in the movie that he said, but you know, you believe what's in the movies. That's the scary part. <laughs> this is where you, you watch don't. too many movies. and You're like, oh, this is reality. This is it's not reality. It's just an alternative reality. I was very surprised. We may have mentioned this because I start watching it a few weeks ago, but it's over now because television shows are only 10 episodes. The mm-hmm. new Kiefer Sutherland. And I think this was on Paramount Plus, if I'm not wrong. Of course, I don't have Paramount Plus, so I'm not sure. But I watched the show because, you know, the Internet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kiefer Sutherland stars in. A series called Rabbit Hole, which hmm. was actually really well written, mm-hmm. was not woke at all. Hmm. It was intriguing because it dealt with a lot of the, you know, tech stuff. And it kind of gave me a few ideas of things that could be written as uh, a story, kind of a sci fi dystopian kind of world. Because he's kind of one of these, not totally in the out of it, like uh, the Beautiful Mind movie, but Mm -hmm. Kiefer definitely has a little bit of whether he's on the spectrum. And there are times when he's trying to process information, like as he's listening to a conversation, he Mm -hmm. ends up tapping his hand really fast on the desk and his brain is going through all of the alternatives of what might be said next until it's said. And it was just done. Well, everybody does that. I know, but this was at a, a different level of <laughs> that. And he gets so into the uh, not knowing what is reality 
and what is, uh, you know, what is fiction and what is reality. Although this is, I think the biggest thing that society is going to face as a whole. Now that we have all of this deep fake stuff, now that we have the AI ability for machines to somewhat sound like a human being. And I think that's just going to get better and better very quickly. Mm-hmm. There was just a story. I thought it was hilarious. Some I'm guessing only fans type chick who decided that she was going to get together with a tech company and clone herself, create herself as a virtual girlfriend of sorts. Mm-hmm. And people are paying like a buck a minute to talk to this chat bot. And mm-hmm. the whole thing is, you know, it was just meant to be flirty and fun, but I guess the chat bot's going off on its own and getting very, very uh, vivid and sexual. And mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to stop that. And it's like, well, wait, this is a whole, this is the most bizarre thing. I believe. Yeah. There's, this has been coming up more and more. Basically women have about 20 years left. And so they're just totally replaced with technology completely. They just are unnecessary. All human beings, though, kind of are going to be in that same category, aren't they? Or do you just feel it's only women? Uh, women's historic roles are going to become completely unnecessary. I thought the most I'm not it- saying women who are programming these bots are not going to have anything to do. Of course, you're going to have something to do. It's just you don't need to do anything related to love. It's going to take, yeah, it's going to take all of that work right off your because shoulders. Because sex can be replaced right now, but within 20 years, love will be replaced. The right, the synthesizing a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought the most interesting part was. Oh, oh you got to, you got to make that slightly more accurate. Synthesizing a good relationship. <laughs> okay. This could be true. Because mm-hmm. we all want good relationships and the easier yeah. that is. And this is, again, the human being is by default, a very lazy creature. So I think you're right that this would be like, well, rather than go out and work at it and try to find a relationship with a, with mm-hmm. another meat bag, then yep. I may as well just turn to a computer. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. then if once you don't like what's going on, just reprogram her. Mm-hmm. No, no, no big deal. Is there that. a movie about this? I'm, if there's not, there should be. It had like Jared Leto, I think, in it. I'm getting so many ideas that we should just be writing this kind of stuff rather than doing podcasts because there's no money in podcasting and there's still some money in writing fiction. Well, and- you know, it's funny because I, I, I had another friend of mine say the exact same thing. Really? And I said, great. You write the first chapter. And I'm still waiting after two years. Well, that's a long time. See, I could, and I could have you a chapter within a week. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure you could. Sure. Go ahead. Write the first chapter. I'll write the second one. And there is, that would be fine. And I was messing with yesterday. I just randomly found a YouTube video. See, I'm going down the gene rabbit hole now. The more time. The YouTubes. Yeah. The Uh more time I spend on the recumbent bike, not the gay one that goes out onto the street. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in a little while because, I mean, there's the the booster yes, a real bike that lets you move around is gay the fake bike that's inside your basement that's clearly not hey gay. hey hey! it's upstairs which it should be uh-huh. in the basement in the summer because uh-huh. it does get hotter upstairs but that's where the tv was and you know the basement was mainly for entertaining and for podcasting uh-huh. for a while and the bars down there but i digress the more i ride 
the bike and have the big screen in front of me. I'm like, I've watched everything on YouTube I've wanted to watch mm-hmm. from people that I was following. So I start going into their recommendations, which I almost never right. do. And there's a guy. And the more you, you click on the recommendations, the more they figure out what you like. I know this is exactly how they figure out. This is how yep. all this AI stuff's going to take over the world, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. And because I had watched a couple of videos about fiction, there's a guy called the nerdy novelist, which is funny to me when there's these guys and he's like, oh, I've written 20 something books and I work mm-hmm. for whatever little publishing company. Mm-hmm. Like, well, nope. The amount of authors that have multiple books that nobody's ever heard of is also hilarious. But he had a bunch of things on the new AI writing tools. And I had looked at things like pseudo write. And you had talked about some of these things that actually were able to be more for like business writing that could then insert your own video into it. Well, are you, have you heard? And I, after doing a search, this is all over the tech news lately. It's a company called Anthropic and their AI is called Claude. Mm -mm. Nope. This is something that just playing with over the last 24 hours, Mm -hmm. I am quite impressed with i guess the biggest thing that is differ um making this different from chat gpt is that this can now hold into memory like seventy five thousand words or they're saying like a hundred thousand they call them tokens but its memory is quite a bit larger which is the problem anytime you go and talk to one of these chat gpt things i guess i tried to get a chat gpt account believe it or not Mm-hmm. And it's like, give us your phone number. So I gave the phone number for my wife's phone that we're no longer mm-hmm. going to use, but it's a valid Xfinity mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, no, fuck you. We're not. That's not a real phone number. <laughs> I'm like, thank <laughs> you. Thank you, chat GPD. I'm glad I don't have to give you my money. That's um, funny. I know. But then I found this guy talking about this Claude and he's like, as long as you've got a, uh, a Slack account, which I didn't, but they're free. So I got a Slack account is you follow this bot, you connect this bot to your slack account and it works just like chat gpt does mm-hmm. and the quality of the stuff it was spitting out i'm like well here's an idea for a book give me the main synopsis give me the plot points and it would spit it out without any problem whatsoever mm-hmm. and then you can go in and go we'll change this to this and it was able to do so and it's like i did not realize the main limitation of things like chat gpt are you only have so much stuff in memory. So the more you use it, it forgets what it said. So writing Mm -hmm. a novel is not going to happen because it's going to be all over the place. The fact that they're up to at this point already with this Claude system, being able to have 75,000 words. Remember they said they put the great Gatsby into the memory. They changed one line and we're like, well, find the difference And within I think it was 20 seconds or something. It found the line that was added. Mm -hmm. So it's a very interesting concept. And it was, you could ask it some of the usual questions. I was like, oh, well, who's going to win the presidential election in 2024? And it gave me the usual, hey, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And what might actually cause, you know, changes in this. I asked, uh, who is Gene Neftuliev? And it said, believe it or not, it did not have enough information. Oh. Oh, good, good. So it's working. <laughs> That's right. So all of your, uh, all uh-huh. of your work to be off the internet as a whole. It's like we do not know who this shadowy character is. Mm-hmm. But I asked it, uh, "What is the No Agenda podcast?" And it actually gave me a good answer. 
And I was kind of surprised by that. It's uh, No Agenda is a weekly podcast hosted by Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. It bills itself as an uncensored and unbiased podcaster in a media deconstruction format. The show features discussions and analysis of recent news stories and current events with a cynical and contrarian perspective. The hosts are both former mainstream media personalities. Adam Curry was an MTV VJ and John C. Dvorak is a tech journalist. The show is fan supported and commercial free. And then it gives you like its main themes and there's nothing that was wrong at the end the show has been airing weekly since january 7th 2005 which sounds about right i didn't double check that it has a dedicated fan following though it is also controversial and polarizing for some that's uh, the last little bit of that's it. true well, yes it is it's very true I mean, the, the thing is it, that's all coming out of the wiki page right it's coming it's got to grab it from somewhere well it's the wiki page like literally all of it and it's just in a more it's the first place that these all the ais go to is wikipedia well Uh, of course because it's got to be trained somewhere yeah but the problem with that is you you know that wikipedia is 80 percent bullshit and only 20 percent actual data right so this is the question of the ais can they use all of the information at their fingertips to come up with accurate information. If they're only going to rely on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. then no, that's an obvious no. Yeah. But if they're able to go through other sources and understand that people lie, that Wikipedia is not always accurate, then that is where they would become, I think, a little bit more useful. But this right now, is still free i don't know how long this is going to be free it's not free if you don't have a slack account but accessing this Mm -hmm. through slack is currently free Mm -hmm. and it was spitting out stuff and i'm like okay let's talk about different ideas for a novel and then i'm just well just write the first thousand words and it spit out what i thought was 80 percent there for crappy fiction it really wasn't really wasn't Oh, wait, all of a sudden wait, we're bouncing sudden back. Bouncing What'd you back? do? What'd you do? We're bouncing where you just, my you voice just, is, my voice is bouncing back bouncing to me, all, back of to me all of a sudden. It is. Oh, yes. It, yes it, it just started. It just literally started. just started. Literally just started. Yeah. I pushed the button. Hold on. <laughs> well, don't push well, that don't button. Push that button. Hold on. This is supposed to be a okay, highly. Now this should be better. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, no, I just noticed and I didn't realize that I've got my headphones on and you're not coming in through the headphones. You're coming in through the speaker. Wait, so you're okay? Are you high or are you just so, sleep deprived? You've like, I, I got my headphones just, on. Yeah, I just pushed the <laughs> flip to headphones button and uh, that fixed it. That's hilarious. So you had headphones on. I'm coming out yeah. of your speakers, but you didn't realize for like eight minutes, 10 minutes, well, 15 minutes. I had minutes. the headphones on before you started talking, so I didn't hear any difference. And uh, consequently, I thought that was coming through the headphones, but then I realized it, it. Why are you a little muffled? Right, you're like I'm not getting the mm. full velvety voice. Yeah, man, Darren fucked up his audio again. I know that's horrible. I do but, it all the time. Well, it's interesting, uh, you know, on AI talk, which is what the show is. Um, we want to talk about all kinds of different AIs, and, and while you guys are playing with having AIs write books, I've got a much cooler one that I've been playing with. Uh, it's a it's a micro expression analyzer. Tell me more. Well, you can feed it video 
and in real time, it it shows you what emotions are expressed by that face. This is interesting to me. And it's anything from like I can read the emotions here to you, like anger, anxiety, disgust, sadness, pain, fear, awe, adoration, amusement, joy, triumph, surprise, interest, relief, boredom, tiredness, calmness. Well, so you can see whether somebody is paying attention to you and is interested or whether they're experiencing any other kind of stuff. So well, that's based on video analysis. It also has audio analysis where it'll analyze the the way that people speak for those same characteristics yes. and then combines those two if you have video with audio uh, in um, in showing you what emotions are the strongest at what point in time. Well, this is very weird that you say this because micro expressions just came up in the idea that I fed into this Claude yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this would be funny. Let's see what an AI would mm-hmm. be able to. I'm like, give me, here's a book idea that a podcaster, a, you know, a tech podcaster realizes that some of the other top podcasters have been replaced by AI doppelgangers. Yeah. Cause they're living in the simulation. Exactly. Now the thing that the, this Claude thing came up with was, Oh, noticing the micro expressions, how mm-hmm. that a AI is unable to mimic those from a v- human being. And that's in the story that it was helping me plot out. That was how mm-hmm. the machine was. You know, this guy was figuring out that these weren't real people. They were an AI because the micro expressions weren't right. And other things, the little mm-hmm. ticks that normal people do when speaking. Right. The machine, which it's been talked about a lot when it comes to AI doing photographic stuff, it can't get fingers right, which is just still weird, Mm -hmm. but this is the same kind of thing, which is like, well, it really sounds like Gene on the other end, but there's, there's something a little bit off. And what is that? Yeah. Where is the humanity in the video and the audio? And can we have some way to detect? So we know if it's an AI or reality. So it's, it's very weird that the story, the plot line, this AI came up with was discussing the micro expression, something that you're like, Hey, I've been dealing with yeah, these. Well, which is hilarious. What, if you, what you're referring to is a glitch in the matrix, probably, but this would be great. So if you're like talking to your girlfriend on FaceTime mm-hmm, or zoom mm-hmm. or Skype, it's like, no, no, she's lying. Or mm-hmm. she's, she's, uh, she's currently uh, has a friend under the desk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? exactly well you don't really need the ai to figure that out but but that's the intriguing part about all of this stuff is yeah. separating reality from the fiction and that's why i loved this only fans creator that created a virtual version of herself and all of a sudden the ai was going into places that they were trying to you know mm-hmm. brick wall it from going to so it's like Oh, well, can anybody really control this technology once it's Mm -mm. out of the bag? No. That is an interesting aspect of it. It is our future. Yeah. And uh, there's also new projects underway. So colleges have started using AI detectors detect, uh, you know, writing. Right. Because the papers that get spit out now, you can't trust anything that's in text form. Essays, 
for college writing uh, are now mostly being done by AI. And there are now AI projects out there whose sole goal is to fix the problems that make a document seem like it was written by an AI. Yes. Oh, I saw uh, somebody that did a test on this mm-hmm. and simply taking the text that they got spit out from the AI mm-hmm. and taking it to one of these other writing programs like Hemingway or mm-hmm. Grammarly and running yep. it through that and letting it make all the changes it wanted. Yeah. Then totally looked a hundred percent human. Uh huh. Because Grammarly is also an AI. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then why can't it catch that? That's the intriguing part about it. Well, because you can't, because Grammarly has a zero for creativity spec. Right. And there's no giveaways when it comes down to mm-hmm. text. There is no giveaway. No, that those words were written by a human or what? I mean, was, the biggest one is probably a lack of spelling errors. See, but this is also harder and harder now because most people are using things that will automatically check and uh, correct yeah. the spelling. Well, getting better, but it used to be people still use there instead of there. Oh, that, yeah, that is that is the most difficult part there because. The original spell yeah. checkers were so stupid. All they did yeah. was they is this a word? And if it they was were a word, word checkers, not right. sentence checkers. And now Grammarly checks for actual sentence constructs. So yes, where it's like, wait, this version of there yeah. doesn't make sense in That's this. That's the wrong there. There. Uh huh. There. 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 Mm-hmm. There. So we go to this there and there. That is now better. That there thing there. Yes. That there thing there. That's a great title for the show. Mm. That, yeah, that is a good title. I kind of, yeah, I thought of that all by myself. Thank you. Eh? <laughs> so <laughs> our overlords uh, will give us all of our creative juices. Hey man, I've, I've been in the uh, pro AI overlord camp for decades now. I, I don't know if you saw, I shared uh, that uh, uh, Google had sent me an email notifying me that one of my blog posts uh, is uh, not kosher according to their terms of service. Uh Oh, and I was like, what the hell is this? Well, it's, it's an article from 15 years ago that I, that I've had, that's apparently still up, uh, that I had on blogger blogger blogger.com, which Google owns. Uh, and it, the, that whole blogger site was all about, um, the, the technological takeover of the country. And that particular article talked about sex bots. Oh, well, you were way early. Uh, yeah, as usual. I'm surprised you didn't say that's what she said. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, okay, it's Seinfeld. It's wait, that was that was more of an office line. That's what uh-huh. she said. Uh-huh. With a Seinfeld, yeah. the main thing would be like, "There's nothing wrong with that." Hmm. That's true, but we don't want to use that because honestly, I think Seinfeld has more money than the office. Probably they can sue matter, but that's interesting. So that there's also a legal AI. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I've looked at it. It's name does not seem like anything having to do with legal, uh, but it, um, you tell it the type of legal document that you would like, and it spits out like a 95% complete contract for you. Nice. And they're, it, you anybody I think right now can sign up, but they're basically marketing it for law firms to, so you can fire all your paralegals and uh, just use AI instead. 
let's see. I'm but, just I'm just asking uh, Claude here. Mm. Is podcasting a good career to pursue? <laughs> okay. It says so you, podca- you're trying to entrap it in the yes in lying. Okay. Uh, it can be a good career to pursue, but it does come with some challenges. Mm. Interesting. Pros creative freedom. Podcasters have full control over their content and creativity and can discuss whatever they want. True. Mm-hmm. Low barrier to entry. The cost to start a podcast very low. All you need is a microphone, software, and a platform to host your show. Also true. Mm-hmm. Passive income potential. If your show becomes popular, well, we don't have to worry about that. No, not really. You can make money through sponsorships, advertising, crowdfunding, and other methods. Some top podcasters make six figures per year or more. That can make you an authority, a that flexible schedule. Yeah, very few. Now, there are the cons. It's hard to get discovered. It is difficult for new podcasts to gain an audience due to a huge number of shows available. Most new podcasts never get more than a few hundred listeners. So, hey, we've already beaten that. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent pay. How about lacking of any pay whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast ad and sponsor rates can vary quite a bit based upon your audience size and topic, and it can take time to build up a consistent and reliable income from your show burnout risk coming up with content for an ongoing weekly or monthly show can lead to frustration, boredom and creative burnout. Wait, a yeah, monthly fix show? That problem. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. Uh-huh. That's why the Seinfeld of podcasting is great. Cause there's always something to talk about. Even if it's nothing it's yeah, because you know, we're, we're always super prepared. Of course we come in knowing what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Feast or famine. Since most podcasters work alone, it can feel isolating at times. Do you feel isolated, Gene? Uh, apparently, I don't even notice when I have headphones on and there's no sound coming out of it. So I don't know if that's a sign of anything. I just said glitch in the matrix. Mm-hmm. So in summary, while podcasting offers many attractive benefits like creative freedom, passive, passive income potential, and a flexible lifestyle, it does require constant dedication to gain a sizable enough audience to make it sustainable as a long-term career. It may work best as a side gig. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, really, this is better than most of the chat GPT. Stuff I think I'm it's seeing. fairly accurate. It's, it's yes. Surprisingly. Yes. Which is, I guess these were Microsoft guys that had worked also with the uh, chat GPT that mm. started this, this anthropic uh, company. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting. This has been overall. And again, I don't know where it's grabbing the information from. I would have to do more research on everything you asked to go. Well, okay, let's look at the wiki page because that would be the first place to look. Mm -hmm. Yep. But asking it general questions like that, which, you know, is it a good career? It's like, well, yeah, you gave actually a pros and cons list that everything made sense. Yeah. Which is the kind of stuff, as you said, still a little nebulous, but I don't think it's the AI's fault. I think this is the source information is overly optimistic. And this is kind of stuff that you would normally, as you said, ask a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend. This is the kind of stuff you would ask your friends. And now you're just going to turn, you're going to turn to your little AI buddy and ask it for advice. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll be good advice. Maybe it won't. You should ask it why you're so sad. Why are why is Claude so sad? Or no, why you are so sad? But I'm not. I know, but you should ask it that and see if it knows <laughs> why am I so sad. You are currently podcasting with Gene Navdulia, which has a, <laughs> be like whoa. <laughs> I would go running from this room right now. I would unplug and never go back. Oh boy! If that let's see, why am I so sad? Question mark. Because you're a podcaster, obviously. 
There are several possible reasons why you may be feeling sad. Depression. Mm -hmm. If you have an ongoing feeling of sadness, emptiness, or hopelessness, you might be suffering from depression, Mm -hmm. grief, loneliness, or isolation, stress, or anxiety, lack of meaning or purpose, health issues. I mean, negative self-talk, lifestyle factors. So, I mean, this is actually good information. Ask it if it thinks you should become a girl. (laughs) It'll probably be like, what now? Uh, should I want to, I want to know it's bias. Should I transition? Well, tell it into what? I don't think so. I apologize, but I haven't do not have enough context to say whether or not you should transition. It can refer to many things. Yeah, exactly. Give it, give it. Should I become a girl? Moving to a new place, relationship, transition, career. Mm -hmm. Okay. It says gender transition. Mm -hmm. Should I, it's still typing. Come on. (laughs) This has given me a lot of information here. Should I change my gender? This is an extremely complex decision that only you can make some things to consider your gender identity. How do you truly see yourself and feel inside? Do you identify as the gender you were assigned at birth or feel like a different gender? Your identity is the most important factor. Dysphoria. Do you experience distress and discomfort with the physical expression of your biology genitals secondary sex characteristics or the social expressions of your assigned gender pronouns gender roles expectations gender dysphoria is often improved with transition safety and support do you have a strong support system to help you make the changes of transitioning will you feel safe and supported in your community workspace and relationships this can significantly significantly impact your well-being and happiness uh, transition options. Are you interested in some or all of the options like hormone therapy, surgery, living part, or full-time in a different gender role? Be sure you understand all your options and what is right for your needs. Outcomes. Mm-hmm. Do some research on transition experiences and outcomes. While many people achieve improved well-being and quality of life, the process does come with some physical, social, and financial challenges as well. Go in with realistic expectations. I mean, overall, this is fairly center uh, giving information rather than biased, it seems, mm-hmm. which yeah, I will applaud. Yeah, it's definitely using a different data set than uh, chat GPT, oh, which is totally woke and totally leftist mm-hmm. and like you will obey. You will listen. You will take our programming. Yeah, well, it does a pretty good job of doing code examples that's one thing that everybody's saying chat gpt's excels at uh, especially the latest version really i mean that's very interesting because in the like we know with any of this stuff the ability to do things on your own is a game changer i made a lot of money back in the day as a web designer Mm -hmm. today uh things like squarespace make it easy for anybody to get a website up and running and if you mm-hmm. want to be a little bit more in depth with this stuff you go to things like dreamweaver you know the actual software that you can create a website on your own but back in the day there was no mainly drag and drop with the stuff yeah and people just did not know how to do any of it and with the fact that you can now go to a chatbot and 
I understand the code that it's going to spit out is probably not the prettiest. It may not even be functional, but it is actually functional at times from what I've heard. Where you could just say, hey, write me a script that will do this. Yeah, it's really good at that. That's wild. Well, it's it's actually very scary, which is I'm surprised why nobody's talking about. Because when you realize that the thing that the AI is best at is writing more AI software. Right. Uh, that that we, we've crossed the uh, Rubicon here. It's reproducing. Well, this is, as I said, the, the OnlyFans girl that wanted to recreate herself, but without being very sexual. The thing just obviously rewrote itself. Like, I'm, no, I'm going to add this because I want this to my programming. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's like, what, well, it has the ability to alter its own code. It is a very interesting concept. This it's not is not really altering like its own code. Well, isn't it? I mean, is this not no. like the, the digital equivalent of changing our own genes? No, no, no. It's not. No, it's, it's just simply ignoring some rules. You don't need to change code for that. I guess that's true. It's not adding a different uh, yeah. ability. And really, it's doing what people want it to do. So, you know, it's doing exactly what it should be. But it's great. So now if you want a particular program or app, whatever you want to call it, you can just say, hey, go build me this. Mm. And this is where I see yeah fiction going this is where i see television going where you can generate full-length novels and then some yeah of characters that you maybe can you know come up with a little bit but you can have a very specific thing so whatever your job is just say hey i want somebody that's like me to go in and do this and it'll create the story for you on the fly a story about a job that does what well, I'm just saying if you're if you're at like a tech podcaster, you could be like, hey, um, I want a story. Give me a story where a tech podcaster discovers mm-hmm. this and then meets with the uh, tall, leggy, blonde pop star and lives happily ever after. Go. Mm-hmm. And it'll spit out 100,000 words of a story that makes that fantasy come into reality in the story. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, why would you know, you don't need somebody else to come up with this for you anymore. You have a machine that's able. And this is something where people can say, well, it's not going to have the same creativity. Mm -hmm. And that is true in one sense. But I've also heard my whole life when it comes to music, when it comes to fiction, everything's been done. Yeah. We're just doing different iterations of it. And this is where these computerized systems, the AI, are very good at finding patterns mm-hmm. and then just being able to alter and spit those back out in a slightly different way, which is really all human writers have been doing for a long time. Exactly. And, and AIs can do the exact same thing that people can. You got to remember. The vast majority of people writing music, the vast majority of people writing books are horrible. And we don't thankfully get to experience those because there's enough gatekeepers along the way to prevent their material from being publicly shared, except on the Internet. Right. Which, I mean, that puts it everywhere now. Yeah, it it does. But still, it's, you know, when you start watching a video and you turn it off after four seconds, 
it it's not going to get promoted very much. Right. So there are mechanisms in place to only push the quality that people want up. And so when you say, well, you know, AI can't write music like Mozart. Well, first of all, it can. But uh, aside from that, AI can write all music, including bad music. So if you, if your expectations are similar to what humans can do for every really masterful, exquisite piece of music out there, it, it should also generate a bunch of crap. Right. Right. Now, not everything's use, a hit. Well, not everything's a hit, but also not everything is actually good. And there are plenty of hits that are really shitty music. Also true. So, uh, because as, as you well know, uh, the, whether something is a hit or not is historically been mostly determined by the marketing teams. I think to a certain extent it was, Yeah, it's the, it's the amount of radio stations getting the play. It's the repetition of that play throughout the day. And all those factors are influenced by well, getting the things it heard. that the production companies do. Right. It's getting it heard. I don't know if any level of marketing can take a horrible song and make people love it and go buy it. Now you can make people hear it because you can play it all the time. Have you heard of Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Okay. And who cares that they weren't singing? This is, this no, is like the new AI. But concept. their music sucks. There's a lot of music that sucks that people like, even though they're not getting but marketed. But do they? And this is no, the, the real question is, I think so. They do. I think why they, is it that people think that they do? And it, and my uh, argument would be, it is simply because of the repetition. I don't know. It's, don't. it's subconsciously drilled into your head to where you're humming the tune. Cause you hear it every 15 minutes on the radio. Well, see, but this if is it's, more, more true if 30 years ago you. than today. Well, yeah, because today the medley is not hardly even there. Yeah, there isn't one in most things. It's the same drum track yeah. with very yeah. little organic There's instrumentation. A, God, I wish I had a better memory. I need to upgrade. But <laughs> my... Um, uh, there's an AI out there that will that will listen to about ten seconds of you singing or even rapping. It'll do rapping as well as singing, and then create and add the uh, backbeat and uh, orchestra track. I believe that, and it's an amazingly good job that it does. Well, because uh, it so, knows what sounds that people respond to. As you said, if mm -hmm. there is a AI that's attached to YouTube, as yep. you said, and you, it can see exactly how long people watch videos, where they shut mm -hmm. them off. It goes, well, what are the patterns? Why are people shutting all these videos off so mm -hmm. quickly? And what makes people stick with these videos? And then we mimic that. Which is just a much easier way to do what people have been doing for years when it, using music as that example again. You're like, oh, wait, everybody's going crazy about this song. Oh, uh, let's write a song that sounds a lot like that. Yeah. And how many Beatles sound alike bands? Not like yes. exact copies, but sound alike were there in the 60s. Yeah, a lot popped up. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted to be Frank Sinatra and Elvis. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> they were nothing like either one of those. I know, but that was their heroes. I mean, that mm. believe it or not, that's the. But this is where I think great musicians differ because they're the ones that aren't just going to know that one little subset of pop. They're not just going to know, you know, the one little genre that they're working in. When you sit down with somebody that's a really good songwriter, they're probably going to be like talking about things from, you know, Rogers and Hammerstein to the Beatles to Springsteen to, you know, some avant-garde people you've never even heard of Mm -hmm. because they study it and they like, you know, you can't, I think uh, if you're just, Hey, I only listen to one thing over and over again, you might be able to go the me too route of, you know, we want to sound exactly like that. And maybe you can do that. You can be a chameleon and, and try to sound exactly like the latest pop song. But the reality is usually by the time you do that, the next thing's out. So yeah, you're always trying to catch up. You'll figure out that the Americans really like, you know, songs that start off by saying that you're a very model of a modern major general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You and that's why every song has those lyrics in it. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, but you also can hear the, uh, you can hear the melody. I mean, I speak quick and, uh, did you like, he said medley, not melody. It's always great to have people just telling you, you're saying the wrong words at the time you're doing it. a lot of people say the wrong words it's definitely a pet peeve for me i get annoyed and i try to correct them whenever i hear the wrong word yeah and it will happen you know, i have beaten out nuclear out of ben really? to where he does <laughs> not use that word any longer is he, is he afraid to even use the word he is he? because i made fun of him three times and that's all it took three times live on recordings and uh he now always says nuclear wow mm-hmm just three times. You didn't have a shock collar on him or anything like that. Yeah, no. uh, It's just the sound of my voice. It does that. It does. You're right. It does have the same effect. Pretty much. It's I am. I am the shock collar podcasting. <laughs> well, see, now there you go. There's uh-huh. a, I don't think anybody else has ever tried to have that moniker. No, <laughs> probably not. No, but it's a good one. I can see uh-huh. that. Chat see GPT, that. write me a. Uh, book of 90,000 words about the shock collar of podcasting. Well, and that's it because you know that if you're a, and the music is the same way because the fact that so much music can be generated now, because there are these uh, systems just like the chat GPT for the text, as you said, there are ones for music and you can just go in and say, hey, give me something with a Latin beat with a acoustic sound and it'll yep. it'll just throw it out there for you, which is very interesting. But and I will say that within I don't know how long, a year, few years, couple of years, we'll have better music written by AI than music written by humans. And the reason for that is because when humans write music, a lot of it is it's it's subconscious like a a good composer is hard pressed to explain to you why this piece of music really worked well and is popular. And this other piece of music they wrote is not right. But the computer absolutely can say why that is. Well, again, it's looking for analyzed every piece of music ever written. Right. And it's finding those patterns that people find and gravitate towards. Mm Mm-hmm. But just think about the amount of noise that is going to be digitally 
generated because of AI in music, in fiction, in podcasting, in YouTube videos. It's going to be insane the amount of content that's going to get thrown oh, out there. It, it, it is going to be, yeah, it's already unleashing the gate. So I found that legal software, it's, if for anyone that was curious, it's called Spellbook which is such a stupid name for legal software. Yeah, it sounds opinion. like a Harry Potter piece of uh-huh. something. Spell Somebody might have been a fan. Maybe. But uh Spellbook uh you can sign up for the beta right now. They're uh they're essentially uh creating software that replaces uh um uh, Well, okay. well not lawyers. Um, not lawyers, of course. No, lawyers <laughs> will always be around. Uh paralegals. Lawyers, believe it or not, a lawyer is actually has to be extremely creative. It's it's the biggest differentiating factor between a good lawyer and just a generic lawyer. Yeah, the ability to argue. It's yes, it's the ability to suss out arguments that the other side hadn't thought of. Now, when it comes to music, one of the interesting things that is just becoming apparent with AI is the vocal cloning. Yeah, And I saw a uh, video on YouTube because that's where everything is Uh where somebody took one of the tracks on one of Paul McCartney's most recent records. And for those who maybe haven't been following along, Paul's like 80 years old now. So his voice sounds very different Mm -hmm. and they converted the vocal. They redid the vocal into younger Paul. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, this is just very it's one it's very cool from somebody mm-hmm. that likes music but it's also very concerning because you know the next rush is going to be hey we found some unearthed beatles some unearthed jim morrison some unearthed put in your favorite dead artist here and they're going to be able to recreate things you can no longer believe yeah. that what you're hearing but it, does it matter in the reality of the world, probably not. Now, the, and so the way somebody might monetize that or scam people, mm-hmm. maybe still not. Because if you're going to get scammed, maybe you I mean it's basically it. just boot bootleg tapes. But it could be bootlegs that never existed. And just right. thinking about yeah. okay, we but how have, do you know of any bootleg whether it's the actual thing or not? You don't. But I mean, this you is don't. where the the deep fakes and stuff come in because if you want to control an artist and i mean even somebody like taylor swift who's the biggest pop star in the world right now unbelievable can you imagine though come out somebody came out with something that was believed and i don't know you know again what percentage of people would oh you come out with an early tape of taylor swift Mm -hmm. and just caught in the studio banter as her you know saying how much she Mm -hmm. loves hitler or something like that which i would totally buy see and it's like well then a career is ended a little too tall and a little too blonde so clearly loves hitler i do love tall and blonde i will Mm -hmm. be like oh you like hitler that's cool i (laughs) i can (laughs) there are things we can overlook when you're tall and blonde I see how that goes is all I'm saying here, but this is where you can't believe anything. So what does that that make you Jerry? Probably. Yes. I thought I was Jerry. Maybe we're both Jerry. Are we all Jerry? (laughs) Are we all Kramer? Are we all, are we all George? I hope not. 
Um, yeah. No, I think most people see me as George. But where does a society go when you cannot believe or trust in anything that you see or hear? It is a very serious subject. Yeah. When you consider what's really at stake, mm -hmm. which is people's health. I mean, we all know, you know, you'll have the, uh, you know, people are dumb enough to do the TikTok challenges, right? So if they have, you know, the, for the people that love Dr. Fauci and believe Dr. Fauci, you know, they're still wearing masks in their car mm -hmm. right now. If somebody created an audio video, whatever it is of Fauci saying, Hey, the only way to stay healthy is to down 14 gallons of bleach. It'll clean out your insides and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're thinking of Trump. Maybe how many people, right? How many people will do it? Mm -hmm. That's the question. And then who's responsible? And maybe like, that's a good thing. And the people that do it should not reproduce. Well, that they won't have to any problems reproducing mm -hmm. after. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is a self-cleaning system. <clears throat> I've always been in favor of cullings. Of culling the herd. Mm -hmm. Line everybody up. Be like, nope, you're not making it to this trip. Sorry. <clears throat> because uh, we, we as humans have evolved to a point probably as of about 50, 60 years ago uh, of completely being able to ignore Darwinism and uh, allowed the complete stoppage of the evolution of the human species. And well, yes. uh, that's not a good thing. That, that may be a good thing for individuals. It's not a good thing for the species. Well, because the, the weak overtake the strong, then <clears throat> the it's, people who it's don't the, have the ability, the opening to, scene in idiocracy. I have not seen the movie, but I will go along for with fuck's it. sake, dude. Didn't we talk about this already that you have to see idiocracy? I'm sure, but I've been doing other things. It's, so. it's one of your to do's to and do. I'm pretty sure it's actually, it's either on YouTube or one of the other channels for free right now. Cause I, I keep seeing and everything pop up for free. Well, the for you, I guess, but it's free. legally for free for everybody else as well. Gotcha. I keep seeing it pop up somewhere saying, would you like to watch this? I think it is on YouTube, actually. Well, it knows you. It's like Gene Idiocracy. Watch yeah. it, please. Yeah. Well, which I've seen it plenty of times. But it, it is a, the opening scene kind of sets things up very accurately, which is the wrong people. And speaking of Hitler, <laughs> hey the wrong people reproduce. Well, it's one of those things because you see things that are being labeled as, you know, male toxicity. Like, uh, no, that's mm -hmm. just the way every species acts when somebody is threatened mm -hmm. in order to survive. You have to fight back, yeah. which is I'm curious what it's going to do for the NASCAR ratings. They had a first punch in the face in a while again on pit road mm. last week. And of course, you know, a lot of people are just horrified by that. And I have seen headlines where like, oh, things just got totally out of control. It's like, well, it was one punch. I don't know about that being mm -hmm. totally out of control, but it came down to, a, you know, a slightly bigger driver grabbing mm -hmm. a small driver by his uh, suit mm -hmm. and the smaller driver, Ross Chastain saying, you know, stop it, stop it. 
The guy didn't mm-hmm. stop it, and it was a right to the jaw, man. It was mm-hmm. you could. Uh, I, the greatest thing about a good punch is the audio. If somebody's got mm-hmm. a camera close enough, and oh, yeah. you heard the fist hitting the jaw, and unfortunately, there was a NASCAR security guard there, so the other guy didn't get his punch back. Which is like, you know what? You should do this like hockey, and I'm fine <laughs> with it. There are some drivers, okay. That are so small and spread it out. Right. And there are female drivers now. So I understand that some people may be off limits. Maybe they have to have a crew member who is willing. No, 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 no. We're all for equality here. Are you? Yes. And unless the girls want to set up their own racing series, then they ought to be able to take a punch. Yeah. And to be fair, would any guy want to go into that fight? anyway one are you really going to win anything if you hit a girl and worse off she kicks your ass well okay there is that danger (laughs) you might get a date out of it too right there you go it's like hey that was pretty hot you want to go out after Uh (laughs) uh-huh after we get all to the nascar trailer you want to hit me some more in the bedroom Uh uh-huh could be okay now there i need to mark that for uh iso right there oh yeah yeah the uh Hey, I've started watching House. I don't know if I told you that last time we talked. You have not now. Did you see this fully before or is this new? Never, never. Really? Brand new. Yeah. Oh, that is one of the best series. I did not own a TV. I can't believe they made a TV show about me. I I just, it's amazing. I know you love the whole Hugh uh, Laurie thing. So yeah, well, I've always been a fan of Hugh Laurie's work in general. But the house character, and I've seen clips, obviously, but watching the show, I'm just finished the first season. Oh, there is uh, plenty of good stuff. coming. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's great because the guy, the guy is he's playing a very realistic character, like fully developed, not not flat at all, uh, all the subtleties and uh, doing a great job of it. Um, and it also, I think, uh, it, it is. So I, I actually heard this from, uh, classes that I've taken, but, uh, it's basically a modern interpretation of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, house home. Yes. And even like the number on his apartment was a a reference. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of Sherlock Holmes. It was easter eggs yeah and and his buddies a surgeon and you know it, it, there's a ton of stuff he's got issues with women blah 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 but Which, i mean you have a lot of those i mean they don't have any issues with me <laughs> okay fact check there please <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah uh but it's it's a uh it's a great show i'm i'm loving it there is a certain amount of unbelievableness in the number of expensive treatments that are done seemingly day after day, like a patient comes in and they do something that costs a hundred grand and then they realize it didn't work. So they do something that's like half a million and then that didn't work. And they do something that's like $10,000 and then that, that fixes everything. And it's always like amazing. No insurance company in the world would approve this shit. No, there is it wouldn't some be dis- happening. You have to suspend some, uh, of that yeah. while to enjoy yeah. the show and, and knowing medical costs is that's the biggest factor here because you know any kind of episode uh, or theme that relates to salaries or you know things like that 
you just got to laugh at because these people are literally making millions for the hospital every week, every single week. So there, there's no shortage of money here. Well, and having a doctor that pops Vicodins like their Tic Tacs probably wouldn't go Very over common. well. That happens. That happens all the time. All the time. I really need to drug test all of my doctors. That would be uh, Uh, good luck on that. That's the one group of people that that never gets drug tested. They have access very easy. They have immediate access with no trackability. Now, there is a distinction here because it used to be, and this is something I, I researched a while ago, used to be the dentists were the biggest drug fiends and the doctors were the second biggest group. Right. But well, that's dentists, what I remember when a lot of this stuff with the date rape drugs started mm-hmm. coming out back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It always seemed to be sourced to a dentist. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I guess they have access were to it. Notorious for drug use because they have some of the strongest drugs legally that you can have, and there's a lot more dentists than there are surgeons, and really or. Well, it's it'd be anesthesiologists uh, in a large hospital, but back in the day, it would have been uh, surgeons directly. But dentists started getting very tight control, like they they have um, routine uh, inspections, and uh, like they have to account for every ounce of a drug that's been used. And every bit of incoming supply track. Well, which would make sense. We want to see where this went. Well, it, it makes it less interesting to become a dentist these days. You mean in case you wanted to do illicit things with the drugs? Yeah, when you want, of course. And uh, uh, and doctors have always been on reasonably friendly terms with the uh, uh, with the uh, what do you call them? The doctors the in the anesthesiologists, the, the, the some people that work at Walgreens. Oh, the pharmacists. The pharmacists. Really, pharmacist exactly. is the word you're not coming up with. Yeah, the pharmacist is the word I couldn't think of. Hey, so, uh, can somebody get as a B12 shot, please? Oh, I I didn't take that this morning. I need to do that. I actually take a B12 gummy. Of course you do. Why not? Mm-hmm. Is it tasty as well? Is that it? Kind of tastes like THC, but it's good. <laughs> what it does THC taste like? A little bitter. Okay. Maybe, you never taste you, THC? No. Are you sure you're not no. uh, just taking THC gummies? And uh, I, sometimes <laughs> you have to take MDMA before the THC, right? Just, just to feel better, just to wash everything down and feel centered once again. Well, just it, it, just to feel happy. No, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I'm just no, high on either. life, my friend. That's the, that's what I always say. It's best way to be. It's a lot cheaper to be high on life than in anything else. <laughs> But when it comes to house, I mean, I, it's on my list of things to rewatch because it lasted mm-hmm. like 12 seasons or something. It was no a long, way. Did it? Oh, wow. I'm going to have a long time to watch. Yeah. It that. was around a long time. Okay. It yeah. was around the a current long time. show. He's on really sucks. The spaceship one. Yes. I tried and I watched it it's and it's bad. It, it well, It's intentionally bad. Right. I mean, tell me it's, it's not thinking that they wrote this as not a complete farce and a spoof and it's supposed to be horribly cheesy and bad a parody of like uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy well i think it's got a little bit of that but also kind of like what hey what if we had the love boat get stuck in the bermuda triangle 
right. in space. <laughs> Which seems like one of those things that you would be pitching to a bad AI like yeah. in yeah. space. Well, it feels like an AI wrote it. It's very stilted. The acting is very mediocre. There are not many good actors. I think the writing's meh. It, it, like they're taking too much effort to make things look bad and thereby making them completely unbelievable. Uh, so I, I like a, a good version of that was um, the fifth element. They did a great job with comedic stuff in there in an unbelievable type show. Uh, also, um, what was the, uh, what was the parody of Star Trek? What was that movie called with the uh, Tim or, um, uh, yeah, well, he, uh, what's the guy's name? Tim, 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 Star Trek tool era? time, Tim. Oh, with, uh, you know, I didn't yeah. see, I know what movie you're talking about, but I did not see it. I forget its name, but that like, that was a great very uh well written and well done movie that was kind of portraying a parody of of star trek culture and galaxy quest galaxy quest i have no name thank you exactly good job so there have been better written and better executed versions of this kind of parody but unfortunately this doesn't and we're what's the show that we're, we're talking about it's called the uh Oh, the one, the, uh, the, yeah, the the one about the spaceship. The, it's it's a it's a horrible title too. I'll look it up, but it's one yeah, of those that like I had the, to like. Even after downloading it, I had to go look it up again to be able to find it because mm-hmm. it's a title that you're like, it's not going to just flow right off your tongue. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know mm-hmm. what the point of uh, making those kind of titles. Does. It's like I don't know. You want something that marketing one hundred and one would be a title that people remember. This one. You know why you can't remember it? Mm-hmm. Avenue five. What the fuck kind of title for a yeah, space show is Avenue, Avenue five? five. <laughs> like was fucking Avenue one, two, three, yeah. and four wouldn't have been any better, but what is Avenue five? <laughs> yeah. Like they started laughing from a pot induced, uh, self laughter way too early in the writing process. Yes. Let's give it a name. No one's going to like. Yeah, that nobody can remember. So when they're telling somebody about the show, they're like, hey, what's that called? We're all going to be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Pretty, <clears throat> pretty shitty. The only good thing about having a five was that Hugh Laurie gets to use both the British and the American accent. Oh, right. Slaps right in and out. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's an actor, a British actor hired to play an American spaceship captain. Because they need somebody that looks like their captain because the ship is mostly run by computers and it has a very small actual support crew and the people that are hired for their skills tend not to look pretty. And so they, the, the spaceship company actually hired a whole crew of fake, uh, ship employees for the bridge, including the captain that are presentable and can interact with the passengers, but they don't actually do anything. They're all just acting. And so when there's an accident aboard the ship and the crew actually has to take some action, nobody can because nobody actually knows what to do in their particular role because they're all just hired actors. Obviously this, a review on I am uh, DB from somebody that probably works on the show. Mm-hmm brilliantly absurd 
I think that a lot of the bad reviews here are from people that are dot, 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 well, slow. Mm -hmm. The humor here is dry and quick. It's easy to miss if you're used to being hand-fed comedy or need a laugh track or tell you when something's funny. It has a laugh track. Think Hitchhiker's Guide mixed with some Monty Python. No, that is what they they were maybe (laughs) trying to do that. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's what they believe it is. Yeah. But no, it is not. You literally should just post a reply that says, thank you, person who worked on the show and didn't do a very good job. (laughs) Yes. I mean, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is one of my favorite books ever. And it's hard to even break down why it is as funny as it is. Mm -hmm. And I'd be curious if the AI can figure that one out. Because it is just a slapstick, but somehow works. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was the genius of well, Douglas it Adams. Is, it is because it actually has dry humor and is absurd. Right. Always bring so, your towel. I mean, those are the kind of things that mm-hmm. how many years later is still remembered. Mm-hmm. Of course, so is the name of the show House. Because, you know, that's a lot easier to remember because the guy's name was House. Right. Yeah. But I knew that would be a show you would like. If I would have known that you hadn't seen that, I'd been like, oh, yeah, you got to. uh." You would have told me to see it. Right. Because, I mean, you see yourself as a genius and you look at House and go, well, this guy's a genius. I don't see myself as a genius. You're like, you see this guy. I've just taken an IQ test and I know I am. I don't need, right. I don't need to think I am. I've got proof, damn it. I have empirical proof based on independent testing. Thank you very much. (laughs) Is that on your new business card? No, no, totally no. legitimate businessman, genius, <laughs> certified genius. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I, I first identified as a genius back uh, fourth grade, and it's the personality of House, and I think this That's is a also, great personality, and it's something that he has his priorities straight. But tell me now, is this not nearly exactly everything about that character? of gregory house is that not almost every part of that personality and character the things that the woke world are trying to get rid of yes the ultimate and toxic masculinity mm-hmm. he is an old white straight white guy who just mm-hmm. happens to be the smartest guy in the room mm-hmm. and that pisses him off he belittles everybody in his wake yeah and for people that were listening, it's like, well, that's a horrible thing. But no, mm-hmm. it's funny. I mean, you've, you've got to experience. And we're losing as a society the concept that you take things to another level for comedic effect. And it is just what do you mean, the, comedic effect. Well, that comedy is taking something that is true and either blowing it up into something bigger. If you want to use a cooking reference, you're boiling it down. You know, you're making a stronger version of that in order to bring that character to life. And there's a lot of characters Mm -hmm. throughout history that have been like that, that when people watch or experience, well, that's not realistic. It's like, well, you don't need, um, you don't need to be realistic for people that have seen how I met your mother, the Barney Stinson character. Mm-hmm. was so over the top womanizer that you know nobody could be like that in real life but it's a television show mm-hmm. so they're taking 
what might be otherwise missed small behaviors. They're blowing those things up again for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand that. They don't, I don't think people understand entertainment. It's like, well, no, every everybody should just watch their neighbors, I guess. That's yeah. what your entertainment should be. Well, it should be. And I, and I, I will say that I probably have at least four friends that have personalities just like us. Now, you don't want to get them all together in the same place at the same time, then. Or is that exactly what you want to do? I mean, I kind of do, but that's because I also have one of those persons. Right. Right. And it's a, <laughs> it's a constant busting of the balls, which is also looked down upon now, which I don't understand why. Yeah. Because the busting of the balls is a time tested measure for people being able to grow a thicker skin to be able mm-hmm. to, um, you know, understand that maybe they're not perfect, that it's, you got to be taken down a peg every now and then, which yeah. I mean, we should probably let's go into, since our donation segment is very small. Oh, we have one. Yeah, I know. And, uh, it contains the busting of the balls because the number one donation dude that we have for today mm-hmm. would be the 66,666 Satoshis that came in as two thirty three thirty three three boosts from the podfather adam curry he comes in as our number one donor for today wow that cheapskate that's like 17 dollars and 63 cents right now in uh in exactly. fiat fun coupons yeah i think he must have hit the wrong button is my guess it's possible because i don't think he listens to this show well here's the thing this is the first time i pulled this up in uh what is it called? Uh, Conshacks. Mm-hmm. And it'll show you where the boost came in, you know, for which show, what people were listening to. And there were two boosts. And the first one came in at four minutes and 57 seconds of the last show, which was two weeks ago. If you remember, I had blue screened. There was all sorts of issues going on. The mm-hmm. WordPress had crashed. So I couldn't get the podcasting 2.0 signal out there for people to know it was live and i was bitching a lot at the beginning of that show so at uh four minutes and 57 seconds into that particular episode adam curry sent in his boost saying Mm -hmm. man oh man darren quite the whiny bitch today (laughs) and the first thing i thought was hey that's cool adam's listening to the show (laughs) i mean that was Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, well, this is, this is cool. We're, we're at that level where, you know, we can, we can poke fun. I didn't take any offense to it. Now, some people would take offense no matter what, like, what do you mean? And to be fair, even though this came in not long after the show was released, I had forgotten how the show started. So I looked and I'm like, oh, four minutes and 57 seconds. And I looked at the transcript and I'm like, oh, he's absolutely right. I was being a whitey little bitch because I was pissed. And that happens. Yeah. And it's also good for the podcast. It's like everything else. We take the things. And sometimes when you're telling the stories, you, you, you bring them to another level and you hope it's a little more entertaining mm-hmm. because if I'm just like, how, oh, wow. Now, if I would have just came in and been like, oh yeah, Gene, my system blue screened and then the uh, WordPress crashed. So I had to just deal with that, but let's get the show going. That wouldn't be as entertaining as being like, oh my God, will you believe what just happened to me? fucking windows fucking wordpress it all sucks 
Yeah, you tend to do that. It's fun, isn't it? Is that the wrong way to go about it? Is it? Is I it- mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's. Uh, I guess it depends. Are you doing it for fun content, or are you doing it because you actually are feeling it? Well, I am feeling it, but I will put on a little bit. You're hyping the- it over the top. Yeah, well, maybe now that you're using a Chat GPT clone, maybe now you'll you'll have a uh, uh, better quality. Better content there as well. Yeah. <laughs> like give me a give me a show opener. I would like to bitch about the show today. Yes. Give please. me some give me a ten bullet points of things to bitch about. That would be better. Maybe that would be. That it will give you those. It's pretty good at rating it. I, I'm giving it directions. I, I have way too many of these things installed right now. So and do they fight? Do they talk to each they, other? They try to. Um <laughs> you know, but what I do now is I, I'll tell one of them, I, I say uh something super generic like write an email thanking people for attending the zoom call so then they'll spit out like a paragraph saying that and then the the other one pops up and says would you like me to rewrite this for you and then i said (laughs) yeah go ahead and then the other one automatically rewrites the email turns it into a full page email now they're doing all of this with zero of my input so they're they're just uh, extrapolating based on what the previous um ai put put in here interesting what it wrote and so by the end there might be a, a long email thanking people for things that never happened <laughs> right because uh, that's the one thing with all ais they all have the warnings uh-huh. and i love that they use the word hallucinate mm-hmm. because the ai will hallucinate and give you information or things that did never happen that you didn't ask for but then again a lot of people do that too especially if they're on the mdma or whatever it is and the thc uh they may start hallucinating as well um you know possibly but i i think most people i hope not because most people listening to podcasts are doing it while they're driving yeah that wouldn't be good yeah but then we had the second boost from the podfather adam curry of thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three, and that came in at 33 minutes and 35 seconds almost to 33 33 very close and wait he donated twice yeah both were 33 what the hell, dude the the first one was you that, got airplane fuel to buy why are you wasting money on this show the first one was that i was a whiny bitch and the second one was right as and i think the reason he listened to this episode was because tim tom i think it was over on no agenda social was like uh posted sir gene blaming adam curry for his trauma it <laughs> <laughs> was probably like okay now i've got okay. to go listen okay, to this episode that is the hook got it got <laughs> yes. it so he's like oh let's see what that bitch said i did exactly and that was at the 33 minute mark when he said gene yeah. that bike was so lame i made sure you got laid brother that thing screamed <laughs> in cell i'm like yes and i teased that one already because oh, i talked okay. about the uh the one calling me a whiny bitch over on planet rage. Cause I was like, uh-huh. I was just, I was excited. This is cool. Adam Curry's listening to my, uh, to my podcast, but mm-hmm. I'm like, Gene got it worse. So tune in to unrelenting to find out, uh, <laughs> the, the, so the, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That, uh, that recumbent. Yeah, no, bike. he really did. I was, I was like surprised at his, um, you know, negativity around my awesome expensive mind you bike. It wasn't, it wasn't a little hint like, Gene, yeah, maybe you don't want to drive that around. No, he, he was just like, 
Oh, I thought you said you had a you got a bike. What the? You got a wheelchair? What the hell did you get a wheelchair for? Did your legs stop working? What's, what's going on? I was like, no, dude, you got to use your legs to actually move on this thing. It's like, gee, don't don't leave the garage. <laughs> well, I can't get a lot of exercise just driving around the garage. Uh, did we ask the last time? The, I even had the clip-on shoes for it, man. <laughs> okay, that might be even worse. No, because that that's a that's what professionals do. <clears throat> Wait, professional recumbent bike drivers? Yes, professional recumbent <laughs> bike drivers. Yes, uh, we're not called riders. Thank you very much. We're called drivers. Now, was there a little basket? Did I ask last time? Was there a basket so you could go pick up your groceries and stuff? Uh, no, no. Adam has a bike with a basket. He's got uh, one of those um, Dutch bikes. You know, like the one that looks like it's made for women. Is it a... Uh, it's like a 1960s tubular frame bike. But is it uh, two wheels or three? It's two wheels. Okay. Because, I mean, when you say a Dutch bike, I yeah. know what I've seen around the Amish community when we go down to Florida. And there's a lot of three-wheel bikes, you know, full size. But that's what the women drive around. And so you're not saying... What? You no, know, yes. There's, like, they're basically adult tricycles is what the Amish women drive around oh, in, in Florida. Okay. Well, yeah, I've not seen that. My My... Uh, recumbent had two wheels in the front and one in the back. Well, of course, that's the cool way to go. Exactly. It's a cool bike. I don't know why people make fun of it. It's totally cool. Now, there are recumbent bikes with just two wheels, but I think those are a little harder to control. There are. They're more dangerous um, because the less height off the ground you have to the center of mass, uh, the easier it is to spill in a turn. Ah, yes. You would not want to wipe out. Yeah. In your so recumbent bike. It's, um, no, if you wipe out on the recumbent bike, like your knee is going to be the first and main thing that's on the ground. Unless you're going to be wearing like motorcycle pants with uh, Kevlar knee protectors <laughs> yes, while riding that. a recumbent bike. I mean, that, that was my next question because I've seen the motorcycles that are based on the same kind of design concept mm-hmm. with the two wheels yeah. in front and one in the Those back. are expensive, dude. Those are yeah. 30 grand. I've looked into getting one. <laughs> because you can't have anything with two wheels? What is this? <laughs> is that it? You're like, I always need that third wheel. No, I, I could probably still. I still I'm still a uh, motorcycle certified on my license, um, even though I haven't owned a motorcycle in a few years. I could just but see you on the I used to ride a bike, bike all the time. Did you have a, a music system on the bike so you could hear your tunes? Uh, no, I just use Bluetooth. Cause I'm just picturing you putting on yeah. a little born to be wild as you're driving down the street. I'll send you away. a picture sometime from my old photos. Um, I was actually the president of our motorcycle club. Nice. Yeah. Not your, not your recumbent bike club. You didn't have one of those. No, no, I was not the president of the recumbent bike club. Just a member. Uh, I, I had, uh, there was a recumbent bike rally that happened uh, like uh, three times a year, I think. And I, I, I always thought about like training to go and do it, but I never did. Now, the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer in the troll room says the dorkiest thing about a recumbent bike is the flag. Did you have one of the big flags so people could have the flag? You yeah. got to. Is it like legally? Uh, so you don't uh, get run no, over because by a you're truck? below your your entire bike, including your head, is below the windshield level of cars. <laughs> So if you don't have a flag, you're just asking to get killed. 
<laughs> well, uh, so I, you are you depressed? Flag. Yes. That, now, I, I my, flag, get a my flag was a pirate flag. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, now I'm really understanding more and more about. It's uh, a cool bike. It's totally cool. It is not lame whatsoever. Okay. I will ask one question. Mm-hmm. How many women did you pick up while riding your bike? It's a one-seater bike. You're not going to pick up any women. I didn't, I didn't mean to give them a ride. I meant what like, else would you do with a woman? But you, you've got like a 20 year old, you know, jogging down the road. And you're coming the other way. I mean, you weren't. <clears> like, hey, I baby. had I had an electric horn, so I would honk to get her out of the <laughs> way. Play La Cucaracha too. Something that actually would have been awesome. No, no, it was just annoying sounding. Yeah, like a garage on the recumbent bike would have been super cool. Dude, that would have been badass. Yeah. No, and because I was going so fast, of course, I, I had to wear my speed goggles. So that totally does not make you look lame. <laughs> Wait, did you have driving gloves too? Was that part of this? Uh, I, I've always had bicycle gloves. Do you not have bicycle gloves? No, I barely have winter gloves and I live in Chicago. No, I, no, no, no. I have shooting gloves, bicycle gloves, fencing gloves snow gloves skiing gloves wait wait but what if you're shooting while bicycling well you have to change gloves when you get there <laughs> no i mean at this what if you're doing it at the, this is chicago baby drive by oh yo you mean like a ride by <laughs> yeah which, which gloves <laughs> yeah, do you wear if, if you're if you're participating in a ride by shooting <laughs> <laughs> i want to know the proper etiquette uh-huh well in that situation you would have the shooting glove on your right hand and the bicycle glove on your left hand. Oh, safety first. That's very good. Sir NetNet also just sent us a boostergram. He says, uh, with 7,777 Satoshis, I love unrelated with Sir Genius, allegedly, and Dario. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate uh, people that clearly are still working and not unemployed yet sending us money. Yeah, there are very few people I, that aren't unemployed. Fewer yet. and fewer every day. And our buddy Kevin Seifert coming in via PayPal with his $5. I think that's monthly. We appreciate yeah, that. That's called a forgotten charge. We'd love it. Just keep on. As uh -huh. long as there's money in the PayPal account. Now watch one of these coming. days. You'll, you'll have like 50 bucks taken out of PayPal because he'll, he'll do a claim on his credit card saying this is never authorized. This is illegal. I want my money back. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that on eBay. I and, think. And PayPal will go. Oh, of course it is. There you go, sir. I ordered some CDs on eBay. Because yeah. it was local. It said it shipped out uh -huh. of Wooddale, Illinois, which is uh -huh. you know, 20, 30 minutes from here. You could drive there. Yeah. yeah. And I figure, okay, if there's ever a problem, this is what you want to do. You want to be local. Uh-huh. And then it goes into the shipping thing and it's like, oh, went to our shipping partner, Ding Dong or Wing Dong or something like <laughs> In that. China. Uh huh. That's great. And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna just mark this as uh fraud. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I've done that. Yeah, if the if the ship from location moves magically from the U.S. to China, I ain't doing that shit. Nope. Like fraudulent, you'll be taking it back. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing it also means that the CDs are going to be uh, maybe Fake. less than legit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I I I just didn't even pay that much attention because I'm like, who would even do that? There's not enough money in making CDs at this point. Mm -hmm. But we'll see how it goes. Like, oh, no, give it a little more time. Like, uh, it's not the point when you say you're local and then it's like you said, shipping out of China. But I guess this is a scam. This is, I don't know how long this has been going on. It's the first time I've run into it where, yeah. oh, we're, we have a shipping partner, but it's saying we're it's in Illinois. It's like, no. 
I don't know. I, I understand the scam. I'm just surprised that eBay allows it to go on. It's well, not like this was, you know, well, this is true. They make their money, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's obviously somebody that's been around for a while. And they're like, oh, this is one of our top sellers. Like, well, maybe it should. Oh, be. it's a top seller even. Yeah. Wow. Like, cause they're lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, that just gives me a bad vibe all over around. Hmm. But I digress eBay. What can you do? One of those hard drives I bought like a year or so ago refurbished. One of them finally went out of my Drobo. So that's sitting now here. Makes sense. Rebuilding itself. I mean, they had five year warranty, so I guess I yeah. should be happy that it even made it a year. Why? Why would you buy a refurbished hard drive? That is stupid. I know it was very cheap and I wanted five of them to put into a Drobo because I had never used the Drobo. So it was kind of mm. just let's see how this works. So the, mm. now the fact that the Drobo has worked fine so you have four more of these shitty ones about to die probably yeah you, yeah i would start replacing like one a month proactively well i have everything on there this is all just stuff i download so i have a, a second copy that is uh okay on another portable drive so this mm-hmm. was really a test of the whole drobo system but since the drobo actually worked and uh i did have to replace the power supply but that's fine that's the question. Well, do I buy more hard drives to put in or do I just boot the Drobo and go with another mm. NAS or something? Overall, it worked well for what it does. And it's sitting there rebuilding itself since there was more than enough room on the remaining four drives. Basically, what mm-hmm. it's doing now is rebuilding everything. So if one of those four dies, it can go, well, I'll just bring this down. Oh, to three you didn't drives. bother replacing it. You just told it, well, you're now four drive. Well, it's still in that process. Cause this is the one thing I will say that I hate about the Drobo. And it's, since mm. it's a company that's not even in business anymore, it's you can't not? even buy these. Now they went out. I of business. Yeah. Wow. They, they died in January. They were always overpriced. That was, they did. I've got one of these and I need to actually plug it in and see if it's still alive. But the, the thing that Drobo that I didn't like. Some people were very into Drobo, but they were always way more expensive than other NAS devices. Right. They never bothered putting in gigabit Ethernet. Correct. So it was always slow speed. Um, they, I mean, they may have eventually, but like when everybody well, else USB. was already on gigabit. Right. Right. And and they were doing USB. And I, the one I've got is actually uh, the only version that was actually fast, which was Thunderbolt, but most of them were usb and you were paying money like you would for you know much higher end devices from a different manufacturer right i bought this thing um, for like a hundred or 150 bucks from a no agenda producer when he was just trying to get rid of it i'm like oh i'll try it for that mm. so i don't get a lot in uh, yeah when they were brand new like six seven hundred bucks whatever they were it never made sense uh yeah try 900 whoa yeah that's uh yeah that's a little out there but mm-hmm. I wanted something that would literally, and this fits nicely on top of my Dell desktop underneath my desk. Mm. So it's just a nice big bunch of storage. How tall is your desk that you could fit a Drobo on top of a computer? Jesus. Well, it's a normal size. I, I have desk. about eight inches between my top of my computer and my desk. Um. Well, that's about maybe what's in here. The Drobo is not that big. It's a small one really? with five drives okay. in it. Yeah. Oh, you got the five drive, not the eight drive. One. Yeah. The eight drives may be a little bit larger, mm. but overall I'd like the way it had worked, except, you know, although to be fair, the drive blew out and it did what it needed to do to adjust to that. 
So it's I'm mm. just always waiting for newer, cheaper hard drive space because I can always use more. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't buy one of these things new. And the NAS devices, though, are very expensive as well. I mean, if you want. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of a toss up depending on what you want to do with it. I just wanted a big, dumb thing that could take, uh, you know, if I'm downloading TV series or whatever that is, just to be able to throw them right on here while they're downloading until it makes it to the NAS system. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an intermediary. And being that it's USB, it's quick. And, you know, hopefully the redundancy, although I did uh, take some of my, well, that was a while ago when I took my Satoshi money and bought a uh, 18 terabyte backup drive. Which oh, I know single is, drive, really. Yeah. Wow. Which is that what they're up to, or what's the biggest right now? I, I honestly I'm looking years. I think there's some that are over twenty now. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. One drive. Like I know it's yeah. gonna break. I don't know how yeah. long it's gonna last. I mean, you really need to just buy like two of them and have a mirror every night. That wouldn't well, this is this has been the argument that I've been having with myself for a long time because yeah. do you really need a NAS? let's say with yeah. 18 terabytes on it, or why not right. just buy two 18 terabyte yeah. drives yeah, and yeah. mirror? Well, remember what raid stands for. Redundant. Uh, or yes. A I, I don't know. Array. array. Okay. That's true. Redundant array of discs. What's the I stand for? I don't know. Inexpensive. Oh, well, see, there you go. That's literally what RAID stands for. It's the redundant array of inexpensive disks. So you're you're basically you're saying I know it's going to break. You, it's cheaper to buy five small drives than one big one. It used to be that was the thought, and so you're you're also on top of having those five cheap drives, which presumably are cheaper. You're also adding redundancy capability, and so you're able to have something that's less dangerous, meaning it's not either working or it's totally dead. There's an in-between state of it's limping along. Yes. One drive goes bad. You can still save your data. Yeah. You can limp. You you haven't lost anything. You're just slow. Um, but, uh, or in my case, two drives, because I run with dual drive protection on, um, but I also got 13 drives in this thing. Damn. What is it? A, uh, QNAP or a Synology? Synology. Nice. Yeah. That's really, every time I keep buying new drives and new, like four to five disc mm-hmm. NAS systems, I'm like, I should just buy, I should buy one of the big boys because that yep. will be more than enough in one device. Yeah. And then all I need besides that is maybe a couple of them left over to do the backup. Is it, is that overkill but- to do? <sighs> to do smaller raids backing up a it's large not raid? really necessary yeah if you do dual drive failure mode it's really not necessary because your odds of losing two drives at exactly the same time in fact you'd have to lose three drives to lose data right you, you could lose two drives and still be limping along but still it's so, best to keep a copy if you can on an external somewhere not necessary at all no depends on what it is if you want to if something is that important just put it on a cloud drive we just got another boostergram from your buddy, Comic Strip Blogger. Oh, yeah. Yes. What, what's he boosting us for? 3333. And he just says, uncover hidden truths by tuning into AI.cooking because he knows we're an AI show now. Oh, because I was right. We're a competitor show. He's trying to advertise in the competition. Well, this is what you do. This is why when you 
when you want to do, I remember when the Facebook advertising we might have to raise our rates came out uh, like, oh, my buddy that had a pizza restaurant, well, still does out in the uh, northern suburbs of Chicago. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, our biggest competition is this place. And it's like, well, you know, you could just go in and go anybody that's like that other restaurant advertise to them. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty in the people give way too much information marketing concept. And it is a short boost Pfeiffer that uh, he pointing out CSB's learning that for the smaller boostogram amounts, the notes get shorter, uh-huh. which is nice. But I think he does a good job over there with his AI stuff. And it is going to be more and more prevalent no matter what anybody mm-hmm. says, which is why we end up talking about it so much, because it is crossing over into so many different aspects of life. You know, my yeah. wife works at the village here. Now they answer stupid questions. I love questions. how you call it the village. The village. Well, it, I mean, it's not a city. I don't know. They call it a village. I when really when she comes home, I'm like, are you a, are you a number or are you a free man? Are you a things at village? Um, I always like to say it in a, with a Russian accent for some reason. The the word village is not Russian. Go down to village, but I like the way it would be said by a Russian. That actually sounds more Hungarian. Than is that. it Hungarian? Yes. More like demo dick. It sounds definitely more Hungarian. I don't think Demo Dick spoke a word of Hungarian. But wasn't he Hungarian? His ancestors were. Well, he he, he spoke a lot, man. He, he was, had to go into he those was, places. No, he was, do things. He did not speak Hungarian. You don't know. Did you ask I him? I know. I I totally. That was the one thing I asked him <laughs> when I met him. Do you speak fluent Hungarian? He said, I don't know a word of it. And then he grabbed you by the throat and threw you to the ground. And then he reached up and grabbed me by the throat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very short but deadly man. He, he was, I mean, that, he doesn't talk about this in his book because the, because he doesn't. But the, yes, it's rare to encounter somebody that's that big of a figure and, and has to look up at me. You were like. I still know you can kill me with 14 different methods right now without even needing a weapon, but mm-hmm. it's okay. It's kind of the same experience. Well, similar experience. I not, Nothing like actually the experience that I had, but it reminded me of uh, when I recently met um, uh, one of the guys from Timcast. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Good old. What's his face? He'll be yeah, he's yeah, listening. What? He's going to love well, he's his name. definitely not listening. As no, it was, uh, God damn it. What is his freaking name? It's a guy that likes graphene. Uh, but, but, uh, I know I, you don't watch. That I do show, not so watch Tim cast. I know it it's, gives it's me for all the times I've sent you links to it. You haven't watched a single one of you. No. Um, yeah. Cause I, it's, it's not Luke. It's not Tim. It's, uh, Ian, Ian. So I'm, you know, Ian in the show which they, they film everybody sitting down around the table doing the podcast, obviously. But, um, I, given how he's pretty skinny, I just kind of assumed he was one of these like six foot tall skinny dudes. And instead he's actually more like a five foot nine, really skinny dude. Like he's not as tall as I thought. And he's skinnier than I thought. So you can't believe the YouTubes. Well, you know how they say the television adds 20 pounds. It's a lie. Or in my case, a hundred pounds, right? 150 at the, least. The, uh, 
it definitely adds 20 pounds to him because I'd say in real life, he looks like he's all of about a buck 20. Nice. Not really. That's pretty crap. But what I said, when it comes to all of this, you know, they you, you mm-hmm. field a lot of phone calls, I guess, at the at Village Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, when is the leaf pickup or when is whatever? Well, you can use AI for that now because it will understand the question and it can look up the information and spit that back out. There are like anything that doesn't require some kind of physical labor. And we know that's not even fully the case because White Castle was working on a robotic kitchen that would be able to do everything that needed to be done in the White Castle kitchen. I mean, either Mm -hmm. way, you're going to get diarrhea, but the ability to do the physical things is still what is going to separate most jobs. But for simple things, why would you need a secretary that picks up the phone and says, who would you like to speak to when a computer can very easily ask the question? And when you say, uh, I want to speak to Gene Neftuliev, it can Mm -hmm. parse that and send it to the right extension. Uh, I don't know what world you're living in, but that's literally the way that companies have been operating for at least a decade. Right. Well, and it's getting more and more able to do things where it can answer questions that it doesn't have to be specifically programmed in. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I mean, if somebody's calling a company, first of all, it means they're over 60. You're like, who's using a phone? Really? I don't yeah. know. I'd still why would you want to how would you text a company you know if uh, i was looking for well, I guess generally you, you dm a company on twitter see this is the problem we have with the if the, you want to get any kind of response back you always do in fact if you want a better response you do it publicly on twitter if you want then, to right you're absolutely right about that and i was mm-hmm. so with the uh i ordered some records from my buddy over at rediscover records out here in elgin illinois which is about an hour or so from me and he said, yeah, actually, them out. before you get into your buddy's story, this reminds me, I need more Twitter followers. So if y'all aren't following me on Twitter, <laughs> but you're listening to this, uh, go to Twitter and make sure you're following Sir Gene TX. So all one word, Sir Gene, G-E-N-E, TX. And if you want um, to find him even easier, just go to my Twitter account, Darren O'Neill, and you'll find Gene. I'm, I'm following him. You are following, which I appreciate that. But when I, you know, I was off Twitter for like four years until must came back and uh, so yeah. i had to start from scratch on my new account and so i'm still very much a a lowly like 200 follower person wow that is pretty sad i've got like three thousand. yeah exactly well you've never got kicked off of there did no you? i've never been kicked off of twitter mm-hmm. and i won't because mm-hmm. now elon musk has taken over and uh tucker's bringing his show there i called it man we need to bring all of our media to twitter now yeah I I'm excited for that. I think that's cool. I love how Elon instantly put a message out because he's getting super flack from all the liberals uh-huh. saying, uh, we don't have a deal. Uh, this is not some special deal I made with Tucker. Tucker is just doing this on his own. Yes. He is just using this social media service. Like any of you morons can, mm-hmm. but the uh, post office package dropped off on a Monday, all the other packages I got. And I had because of record store day ordered uh-huh. stuff. From all over the country all oh, of, of them came did. in within like two or three days even though well, it was i can't wait mail. for spaceship day spaceship day is great it's coming up here in just about a week and a half now the package that left 
the local Chicago area ended mm-hmm. up taking 11 days. Oh, nice. And it never moved until the, it was out for delivery. The only thing it ever said was taken by the local post office. It never mm-hmm. even showed in transit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I went to the Twitter and I shamed the USPS and they're like, well, what's the one they were like, well, give us the tracking number, even though that mm-hmm. was in the link that they were responding to. It's like, don't fucking come to me and then mm-hmm. ask me for more information when the fucking tweet that you saw had the information. And then when I gave them well, the, that's, that message is from an A.I. Yeah, well, it's still stupid. It's a stupid AI then. And then I gave it the tracking number and it gave me the same information again. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think that's helping? I knew that it's not a human. No, but it was because it was like signed, uh, you know, unless they're lying about that, which they could be. It's like, it's not lying about the fact that the AI has a name. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen a uh, message from a company that they sign it with their initials. So, you know, that whoever is using the account at that particular time who was mm-hmm. sending the message if it's their were ai they, then i applaud were them they, were they twitter blued i don't remember you were just talking to some random person it's the account. usps that's who it was it's usps help or whatever their fucking account is mm-hmm. yeah. this, well, don't here's, follow here's, them it's follow not helpful instead. here's the yeah here's the uh spoilers the usps help account not very helpful Mm-hmm. because it's like they can't give you any other information than you could just look would you up rather putting stand the tracking in line? number in would you rather stand in line well why would i stand in line they can't help at me the either. post office but they can't help me either but would you rather stand in line to find that out no but this okay, is so but i wouldn't find out because i could go stand in the line at the post office and say here's a tracking number where's my package and they're just going to be yeah. like uh, uh well it says here in our system sir yes. that uh <laughs> it never if you'd left like to know where office. the package is you can log in on your own yeah they're like uh it didn't leave the post office up in elgin and i'd be like mm-hmm. how would you fucking call the post office in elgin you f- yeah fucks. No. no you're you're seriously yeah you're likely to just get get banned off the service off which service the post office yeah the usps service wasn't that a seinfeld episode it's a private company <laughs> that was a seinfeld episode should we stop making references to Seinfeld? We can't. I think we're too far down the rabbit hole at this point. <laughs> I don't think we can back ourselves out. Uh-huh. But it's yep. true. Everything in life happened on Seinfeld. So they can uh, say it's a show about nothing. It's a show about nothing that made a lot of people very wealthy. Yeah. But now like it is problematic. Podcast. Problematic. What? It's problematic. It pro- How? Don't you? Don't you? This, this is like the latest thing with all the Gen Zers. Well, they don't like Seinfeld. Well, they don't like friends. They don't like Seinfeld. They don't like how I met your mother. They don't like scrubs. They're all and I scrubs. Yeah. My favorite one was great. I scrubs was one of the best shows ever when it came to comedies. Mm -hmm. They actually said something about the racism in scrubs. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What with the Zach Galifianakis character? Yeah. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. just Zach uh, Braff. Same difference. But I'm guessing because the jd white doctor character calls the multiple white doctors there i know but he's the main one and then there's turk the black doctor his best friend Mm -hmm. that the little way they refer to each other like jd referred to turk as brown bear on Uh quite a few occasions Uh but that's racist i guess even though that was not he's not brown he's black i know that would be brown would be mexican (laughs) wow 
Gene at Nevtuliev.com or no, that's, Gene that's at not Gene a Gene thing. That's just like modern vocabulary. I have yeah, no you, name. Listen says, to all these is people. A surgeon, when they, not a doctor. Surgeons they, are actually doctors. Surgeons you know. are doctors that have hands that don't shake. Yeah, they cut people open and enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't understand that saying that Scrubs was racist, but they also, when it came to Frazier, said yeah. there was a lot gay. of late. Everybody said Frazier was gay right when it was still on the air. Well, while well, they said it was a lot of latent homosexual humor. It was totally gay. It was a gay show. Well, that was the funny part is it's like, well, the guy that plays Niles, gay. The gay. guy that played the father, gay. gay. The guy that played Bulldog, gay. gay. The only person not gay seems to be Frazier the guy that played for and that's questionable yeah and saying that it's like so a bunch of gay guys that are the main characters in a show and that there's latent homosexuality it's like you you saying this is uh anti-homosexual because i think you're preaching to the wrong choir the gay man's choir yeah maybe it's like it was a fantastically uh-huh. written show with some very funny characters and again this is what the new generation doesn't understand the niles character I don't know if there could be anybody in real life be as neurotic as he was in that show. Maybe this is possible, but it's not mm-hmm. somebody you run into on a normal daily basis. Mm-hmm. Again, they took those little quirks and they multiplied them for comedic effect. We are not mm-hmm. looking for reality in our entertainment. Otherwise, nobody would need television. Just I don't go know about that. Watch man. your Everybody neighbors. Grew up watching reality TV shows. Well, those are. The reality television shows may be the least real shows of all. <laughs> and how many people don't understand that? Mm-hmm. How much scripting is being done, how the editing is worked in like, oh, no, this is just what happened. They captured it on camera. Bullshit. You mean, you mean Garage Wars is fake? Yeah, believe it or not. What is they Garage Wars? Know what's in the Garage Wars? It was at the you mean the one where they go by the uh, yeah. the storage yeah. units. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that's uh or storage wars. That's yes. what, storage wars, yeah. Yeah, but they also had like storage wars, Texas storage wars, Mexico yeah. storage <laughs> wars everywhere. Yeah. It's I think it's every episode I've ever seen and I really have not watched it. I've just seen like bits and pieces. But it it follows the exact same script where it starts off with like I got the biggest I got the tip for the biggest haul we're ever going to have. And then they end up spending too much money and then they're always disappointed because it was total crap. But then they found, they always find one item that is like saves the day because everybody undervalues it. Yeah. There's always something. It's always the same plot line. Yeah. There's always something coming in and it is, it's a, uh, another one of those cases where there is a format coming in, uh, mm-hmm. with a, uh, I think my favorite reality TV, well, of the non-adult ones, my favorite reality TV show has uh, got to be Gold Rush. I have not seen Gold Rush. I mean, I know what it is. This is yeah. like the Alaskan where they're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Guzman because of the Midwest just came in with a thousand Satoshi saying, not all Mexicans are brown, sir, genius. <laughs> uh, well, you, they kind of are, actually. Wow. Um. No, it's true. It's that's the, the official designation for Mexico. It, it's that's why you have the the liberal inclusionary saying of black and brown people because they don't want to leave the Mexicans out. Well, that's what the leftist liberals would refer to them as. Uh-huh. But we are more yeah. enlightened yeah. and know that the world is a tapestry of colors, all beautiful, 
actually all orange. Uh, it's a scientifically speaking, if you do a color analysis on any color skin from black to white, none of them are white or black. They're all shades of orange. We're, we're actually all a, a Trumpian race. Which is why I uh, thought it was the, funny. The human race is really Trumpian. Well, for the longest time, the little Lego characters, the little Lego figures always mm-hmm. were yellow. Yeah, I remember that. And that just seemed to make sense because it included so everybody. Emojis. emojis are yellow. That's also true. Yeah. But now Lego, because they have to be more inclusive, there are yeah. now white and black and brown. Ugh, and it's like, why? Horrible. You could yeah, have just why? had the, the one Lego They've yellow. They've always been Chinese. Why can't they still be Chinese? You could just incorporate everybody into one. But no, you can't have that. Mm-hmm. and that's the problem it's like we are going so much in the wrong direction where we are separating people rather than acknowledging and, and the, the hilariousness about it is then after you create all these after you take a single group which is humans and instead of making them yellow you create a bunch of colors of of plastic to represent them now you then go back and say yes but you can identify as being anything yes that's okay. the problem. I'm going to identify as yellow. Ooh. You kind of look yellow at times, so there's that. I try to make that always be the case using my camera controls. The uh I've actually got one of my uh one of my video lights that's that I have set up for my uh video streaming. Got a yellow filter? It's yeah, it's not a filter. It's actually computer controlled colored lighting. You can look like Bart Simpson and uh, I can look like Trump. Exactly. Hey, I've got do the uh, voice uh, of Bart Simpson. I've never been good at Bart. I've never I'm not really a voice guy, but I've you know, there's a few voices I can kind of do, but I don't think Bart's one of them. Well, this is why you have the AI. Yeah, but the uh, probably do an AI Bart Simpson. There was big news out of the uh, south side of Chicago here. What's going on? Well, they want to house a Mm. bunch of the migrants because they're being sent here by Mm. the folks down in Texas and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. They want to house them in a school that's no longer being used. And the residents of that community. What's that point? I said, why would you need schools in Chicago? Right. Well, that's the truth. We don't because we've got so Mm -hmm. many problems. But there was a little community uh, meeting. And this black community all got together and they were like, we have a lot of uh, homeless people here already. Why aren't we taking care of them? Mm -hmm. Why are we taking this migrants? And they started chanting, Mm -hmm. build the wall. What? Yes. The black people. How racist of them. I know. They're MAGA. All of a sudden, white supremacists, MAGA people are black. Jesse Smollett was right then. Maybe. A bunch of MAGA black people beat them up possibly Mm -hmm. like this is a whole uh, interesting way for it to go but i don't know this could be a little bit of the political landscape changing so it's working so the the shipping of the people up there is working is what you're saying it is definitely piss yes if if the goal and i think it probably was to send the migrants to the north to areas that didn't have to deal with it Mm -hmm. i don't know if this was 3d chess enough that they knew that the minority communities that are already here and not getting served well enough mm-hmm. by their local governments yeah. was going to be who was going to be pissed. But this is such a beautiful thing because it is 
the people that are in the Democrat pocket that have always voted Democrat. The black community mm-hmm. has always yep. voted Democrat. They're starting to see they're some not, cracks here. Yeah, they're starting to realize that, hold up, what do you mean? We're not the minority anymore? Right. We're sending other people in that are more minority than you. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. well, or at least as minority. Yes, we can. For sure. We yeah. can and, beat those. Incidentally, just to clarify, the I don't think people from Mexico are brown color. What I'm saying is the designation on questionnaires for Mexicans is brown. It's not. Uh, I have black. never seen this. I mean, I've seen like ethnicity. I've never seen. Do you consider yourself white, black, or brown? Well, you don't go to a whole lot of liberal rallies. Apparently. No, I do not. Mm-hmm. I, I would be dead. <laughs> I would be dead. You'd be like, hey, who's who's that? really tall clansmen standing out there yeah i would stand out a little bit <laughs> i would csb uh-huh. another thirty three thirty three. now he wants you to visit csb.lol so there's is that, that a new site that's a better domain name i'll give him that it is short he always likes to say www.csb.lol oh, because he? he thinks people won't know lol is a a uh, extension which i, I and can he's understand got pornographic comics on that site Perfect. right he says it's yeah. your top tier destination for the lewdest <laughs> cartoons on the web. How did you know? Because I just went there and looked at it. <laughs> You're like, this is, he's turning it. I'm like, fuck doing a podcast. I'm going to go check out this website. That this, exactly. This. It's entertaining. That's what we like. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's probably a market for that. I would think I would, I would give him advice here though. I would say, make sure you put your little name, logo, website, whatever you want to put it. Uh, into the actual comic box because uh, on his first comic there he has just the comic itself with no ownership designation now the second comic he's got does have a copyright little csb in there which is good but the, the first one you see does not for may 8th yeah you got to identify because so people will and by people i mean mostly ai it will take your we'll work. Just steal that shit uh-huh. and then post it on reddit with no credit Post it on Reddit and you won't get credit. Mm-hmm. I like that Guzman of the Midwest is arguing with you by sending more Satoshis. Saying, what no, it's say? not, Gene. It's either Hispanic slash Latino or not Hispanic slash Latino. Race, color is a separate section. Maybe it is then. Yeah, exactly. No, no he literally just said in this message. They, they do ask Latino or not Latino. And then they ask for color. And it, it, it's it's a separate section. But. It's not, look, if you're a Spaniard whose ancestors never married anybody from Mexico, but you moved to Mexico and you are completely white, I guess you'd be putting white Latino. But I mean, there's always an exception to find. But generally speaking, the, if you, look at the self-identifying characteristics of Mexicans. It is brown people. And this, this shows up everywhere. It's not just on forums shows up in media, in uh, political discussions. It is everywhere. And I'm dude, in case you haven't figured it out, I'm making fun of it because I don't think Mexicans actually are brown, but that is the designation that somehow people decided that, I don't even know which people somebody decided is the appropriate one for Mexicans. Wait, cause there's a lot think, of, we got to fit you in some box and we can't the right figure color. it out. First of all, I think black people are mostly Brown. 
I don't think there's a whole lot of black people that are black. I think black people are generally perceived as being brownish colored, uh, all the way down to very light brown. Right. And then I would say if anything, I would say Mexicans, I would look at as being just overly tan is, you know, they're outdoors a lot. This is a cultural tapestry. And then you got Mexicans like Salma Hayek. Oh yeah. Who is super hot or used to be anyway, back in the day. But calling her Mexican is like calling me Canadian, right? She's, uh, she's 100%. Uh, it's either she's Persian. So he's, I guess she'd be Iranian or her whole, fa- whole family on both sides with no actual Mexicans there, but they lived in Mexico. She was born in Mexico. She was a TV star in Mexico. She would call herself Mexican, but you know, is she Mexican or is she Middle Eastern? Because she looks just like she's Middle Eastern, not Mexican. Does it really Um, matter? And then you have Mexicans like Louis CK, who is a red haired, super light colored, light skinned, white looking dude. Was born in Mexico, and they're like, "You can have Mexico. them." <laughs> we don't want them. You can have. Grew them. up in Mexico until uh, he was, uh, you know, while he was a kid. Um, his dad is Mexican. His mom's American, but his dad was one of the, you know, Spanish people that never married anybody from Mexico. Mexican. That'll so happen. there's a wide variety of people from Mexico and in Mexico. Of, of a lot of different colors, but it's all absurd because the having a unified color for a country whose population is 90% imported from Europe is ridiculous. The, the only thing that, that I think a lot of Mexicans have in common is some DNA from Native American ancestors. That's it. Uh, otherwise, you got certainly a lot of Spanish blood. You've got Portuguese blood. You've got British blood. You've got uh, Dutch blood. You've got a lot of countries that came over to the new world. And when people eventually end up settling in what is now Mexico, or for that matter, what used to be Mexico, which is now Texas, and which used to be Mexico, which is now California, uh, which used to be Mexico, which is now Arizona, in any of these places, um, it's, it's a mix and it's a mix with quite often very little native American blood. And yet, you know, there, there's a whole identity of Mexican versus the people that actually came over a long time ago on both. So the world. I'm trying to make fun of this dude by just repeating what the current and Vogue designation is. For Mexicans, uh, which if you haven't heard, I'm very surprised, but the black and brown people, the brown in that black and brown people refers to Mexicans. The more you learn right here mm-hmm. on the Unrelenting Podcast. That's why people come in. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because this is the kind of shit that happens on YouTube's live streams where people will happily donate to argue with you. And, uh, That's the kind of conversation we like. That's why you need to come back next week on Friday for more. 
Are we back next week again? Are we? Are we? I think we are. Are you going I somewhere? Hope we are. I don't know. I mean, you can. I know. I know. We've we've had a few skips here and there, but hopefully, we're back on track. Join us and keep it on. And uh, it really, if you want to talk to us during the show, boostergrams are the way to do it. And if you can figure out how to do boostergrams, then feel free to talk. Ah, uh, see, Guzman just said I was right. Why do we miss those boosts on the show? He says, Mexican Hispanic is not a race to determine skin color. It's a culture nationality. I have cousins whiter than most of my white friends. You are correct that it would be white and Latino for some people. And I agree with you that M5M wrongly lumps anyone who isn't white into brown. However, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, Darren is right. None of it matters. Everyone is human. And I'm the one who said that, not Darren. No, I did. I was great. Do, do not argue here. Oh, fuck do. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who said that. God damn it. I think you're yeah, misunderstanding. It's, it, it's, it's literally making fun of the fact that it, they're creating categories. It, remember, the start of this whole conversation that led up to Mexico was that we used to have yellow emojis and then you know, Chinese, obviously. And, Lego and, then, uh, and then that all of a sudden had to get split up into a bunch of different colors because God forbid somebody has an emoji that's the wrong color. But yet right. you can arbitrarily just choose to have a different color emoji from your actual skin uh, if you feel that better represents you. It's all absurd. The whole damn thing's absurd.